Jake, where are you playing this song? I'll tell you why. <clears throat> this is proof positive right here that the whole woke movement, the whole woke nonsense, the woke Disneyland, the woke everything is dead because this is Morgan Wallen. You know, the guy that should have been canceled because he made a mistake. He said the N-word casually with his friends when he was leaving the bars drunk in Nashville, right? Morgan Wallen. Everybody and their mom tried the best to get this guy canceled, right? He was banned from the Country Music Awards. Everything was supposed to happen to this guy to destroy him. Now, he shouldn't have said the N-word, okay? You know, whatever. He should have said it. We get that. But he should not be popular today. But why, why is his song debuting at number three on Spotify most played tracks, hot new tracks? Nine million plays in just a matter of days from Morgan Wallen debuting at number three on the top 50 on Spotify. You know why? Because there's a big swath of America that is saying enough of this bullshit. And maybe they're all racist. I don't know. It's country music. You know, go, go figure. But Morgan Wallen, whose career should be over, is just booming. He's booming. Why is that? Why is it that Disney stock was at $200, $200 a share a year ago? In the last few days, it's dropped 8%, a total of 33% off of its all-time high because they're getting involved in politics. I just saw this poll the other day where a bunch of parents were polled, or just people in general, uh, that they're looking for an alternative for safe entertainment for their children because now they don't trust Disney. 62% of the people polled said they're looking for something else. You know, that's what happens when you have companies, when the creative people at your company start coming out in internal meetings and say that you want an LGBTQ AI jam it in there as much as you can in children's programming. There's a silent majority out there that's just having enough of it across the board, across the board. Uh, anyway, so I was listening to that. Yeah, here it is. He's at number three. Number five was Lil Nas X and uh, Jack Harlow, who's also in at number two, Jack Harlow. What is this track? Let's see. Oh, typical bullshit. And then this Glass Animals song has fell out of the number one spot. It was number one for a while. It, it was it was that and Bruno, the Disney, you know, the Bruno song. Nobody talks about Bruno. Yep, Glass Animals, Heat Waves at number four. Morgan Wallen, there he is at number three. And here's the other Jack Harlow song. I like this one a little bit. I've been a throw up the sex in a... And then at number one, Harry Styles, who's been tearing it up. Harry Styles. Yeah, put on your uh, put on your jumpsuit and your feather boa. He was just out playing Coachella. Harry Styles, man, that guy's career has been on a rocket. But anyways, back to this wokeness, the wokeness that is we're we're talking about. Okay, so we talked about uh, about a week ago, maybe no, two weeks ago. Okay, last week. 
I was at Disneyland for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I did the food and wine festival out there, you know, bought the little pass thing a couple of days. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, ran into uh, some social club people. You guys know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. When I'm talking about social club people, what's going on there. Uh, that's a whole different, another story. Some of you guys I remember from the old shows where we used to talk about the social clubs a lot. There's a lot to talk about. I'm not going to do it right here, right now. There's a time and a place. Might have to charge for that one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was out at Disneyland for four days, so I wasn't going to do this show. And then the week before that, of course, we were killing Christ and raising him from the dead for Easter. And so I was busy uh, volunteering my time, volunteering my time, working on that. Uh, so it was a busy, 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 busy week. But before all that went down, we were talking about Governor, Governor DeSantis and him making a claim about uh, Disney special, special privileges down there in Florida. Well, he signed this new bill into effect, really, and what it's doing, it's revoking that whole Reedy, Reedy Creek Development Project and the Reedy Creek Development Project for, that's basically just Walt Disney World and all their property. And that that's what gave them the special rights to issue their own building permits, to issue their own uh, alcohol uh, liquor license, uh, to approve their own building plans. But it also came with it the fact that they were in charge of their own water, their own fire department, their own police department. It's just Disney. It was just Disney's little kingdom out there in the middle of nowhere. They really didn't answer to much of anybody, right? They even imposed on themselves their own tax system and the taxes that they were, were doing, which was about $168 million a year in taxes, uh, which financed their departments for the municipality of the Reedy Creek Development Project, okay? So DeSantis, he, he mentioned something about this the other day, and he, he 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 signed a bill. He's yanking it back. He's taking the power back. He's going to kick Mickey in the balls and give all those special privileges that Disney World had in Florida and take it all away. Take it all away, which also takes away the $168 million in, in taxes Disney was t imposing on themselves. So what is that? What does that do? Well, it kind of seems like this is a, a little bit of a flawed um the thing by DeSantis. Okay. So, so now what happens is uh, Osla County and Orange County, Florida are going to overtake this Reedy Creek development project. And then Disney's going to have to answer to these local, uh, real counties, uh, regarding if they want to build something, they just can't go through Mickey's development department. They they have to go through the actual County and they're, it's going to have to be approved. If they want a liquor license, they're going to have to apply for one. They're not going to get all these little benefits that they had by running their own little magic kingdom over there. Um, so what, 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 what does that do for Disney? It doesn't, it slows them down. Maybe it'll probably cost that process of the building permits projects and all that stuff. And it'll probably cost them more. Uh, but I don't think it's like crippling blow to Disney, but it, it might take them a little bit more time. But at the same time, Universal Studios is over there in, in Orlando and, and they don't have the privileges that Disney World had and they get by and they build new things. Disneyland California doesn't have those privileges and they get by and they build new things. Uh, but what it's going to, you know who it's really going to impact? It's going to impact the citizens of Osceola in Orange County, Florida, because they're going to have to pick up the slack of that $168 million taxation Disney. Now, well, it's like, well, why don't you just charge Disney the, the, extra, the, the tax and make them pay for it still? Well, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't just jump and tax one company. So basically all this infrastructure that's going around at Disney World, the citizens that live around there are going to have to flip that bill. I've seen estimates already where they're expecting uh, uh, property tax to go up 20 to 25 percent to help cover this this new burden that these counties. It's enough to pretty much bankrupt these counties that's going to be inflicted on them to 
take care of the Disney uh, municipalities or their, you know, their, 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 um, uh, services, et cetera, that Disney was handling themselves. So it's, it's weird because DeSantis is coming in there. Like he's really kicking Disney in the balls, kicking them in the balls because they were against the don't say gay bill. Uh, but when it turns around, who's really going to get impacted is going to be his own citizens that he represents. So it's kind of a cluster down there. I forget the timeline. I think it's happening pretty quick where they have to make this transition into the new uh, governance down there in the Reedy Creek development project, which contains Walt Disney world and pretty much just Walt Disney world. But it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. None the least. Now I'll tell you what Disney on the same note, uh, like I said, this whole woke thing, this whole woke culture, them getting involved in politics, this is their this is their their fault because they're doing things which corporate America probably, in my opinion, shouldn't do. You get companies like Coca-Cola, Starbucks, Disneyland getting involved, putting their toe, putting their foot in their mouth, getting out there and making decisions or making claims regarding social politics that really has nothing to do with their business. And I think there's a lot of people in America that are also fed up with corporations doing that. Like I said, uh, after DeSantis launched this bill uh, to to take back the authority given by the Reedy Creek uh, municipality, whatever thing, uh, their 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 stock slipped another eight percent. It's down thirty three percent since its all time high, which was about about a year ago. Okay, it was at two hundred dollars a share. Now it's down like one twenty something. I think it's my opinion. That Americans are fed up with these big corporations getting involved. And I'm not the only one. There is this the former head of McDonald's United States. Uh, and let me let me pull this up real quick. He was a formal former McDonald's CEO, and he had this to say uh regarding woke America, right? The former CEO of McDonald's slammed Woke America Inc. for sacrificing its investors on the altar of discrimination and racial politics. Former McDonald's USA president, CEO Edward Renzi, authored an April 21st Fox Business op-ed headline, Time for Disney and Corporate America to Stay Out of Culture Wars. Renzi slapped down woke corporate America and urged it to stay out of the culture wars. He explained that companies like Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, Starbucks, Netflix, and General Motors can't just dip their toe into every political issue under the sun and expect not to suffer the consequences. Now, I agree with him right here. Right here, he says, the only solution, says Rincey, is to stay out altogether unless the policy proposal directly affects their bottom lines. Rincey was head of McDonald's, U.S. McDonald's from 1991 to 1997. Looks like an old codger. I like how they put this picture of Goofy next to him. He's kind of and I love how for these articles, they pick the worst picture they could find. This guy's standing there. He really looks like Goofy. He really looks like Goofy. That wasn't a joke. Somebody was wanting to slam him in this little photo here they, that they got here in this article. Anyways, um, so I agree. I agree with Mr. Renzi 100%. These companies that are getting involved in all this kind of nonsense. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, yeah, this other article, I can't pull it up because it's Los Angeles Times. They don't want me to pay for it. I'm not going to pay for it because I'm that kind of a cheap bastard, which I'm not going to pay for the uh, uh, Los Angeles Times. And I read the article once, and then when I go to click on it again, it's got a paywall. So screw you. Anyways, here's an interesting article, right? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. All right. You're in a haunted house. You're getting attacked. You see a gun on the floor. 
Do you think now today's haunted houses are super high tech? There's lots going on. There's lots of involvement. I've been in haunted houses at, you know, like Knott's Berry Farm where they give you a laser gun and you go out there and you blow away. I forget whether it was aliens or zombies, but you blow away something, right? So you're in a haunted house and you see this gun on the floor. Do you pick it up and shoot the zombies? It's a good question, right? Well, there's this story that happened, and I think it was North Carolina or something like that. Here, let me blow it up so we can get it so you guys can read along for those of you on YouTube. Uh, police charge man after he allegedly shot haunted house performer. Performer. Okay, let's so let's see how he did this. Uh, a man was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Now, this is kind of weird because the guy ends up shooting somebody with a gun, but he gets busted on delinquency of a minor. Really, really weird. So a man was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor following an alleged shooting at a haunted house in South Carolina. I was off. It wasn't North Carolina. It was South Carolina. The Myrtle Beach Police Department said Wednesday, Kiel Latrell Brown was charged in connection with an alleged incident that occurred on April 16th at the Hollywood Wax Museum haunted house. Police said in a statement posted to Facebook, Brown supposedly shot a performer inside the haunted house after the group of people with him were frightened. Police also said amid a scramble in which one person fell, the gun reportedly slid toward Brown, hitting him on the foot. So he's in the haunted house. He's in the haunted house, right? Everybody's scared. A tussle breaks out. He feels a bump against his foot. And it's because these other two J-holes fell or something and they dislodged their gun and slid across the floor and hit this guy in the foot. He reaches down, grabs the gun and fires off not one. Okay. You fire off the first shot. Let me get in this guy's brain. You fire off the first shot. It kicks like a gun. It's loud like a gun. It feels like a real gun. You could still assume that it's shooting blanks and it's part of the prop. Yeah, you could. You could. I mean, I'd, I'd question it. But then he fires off the second shot. And he hits one of the scare talent actors, whatever you want to call it, in the shoulder. He shot a guy. <laughs> he shot a guy. But they really didn't arrest him for that. What they arrested him for was he handed off that gun to a minor that was with him. And that's what they arrested him for, which is just, I don't know. I mean, I guess even after the second shot, you, sh you pull the trigger, you shoot a zombie. If you think the gun's a plant, it's part of the props. The zombie guy, the the werewolf, the whatever the freak that guy was, he could have had like a a, a blood pack on him, right? That you shoot him and, it, and he simulates getting shot. After the second shot, you could still buy into it that this is all part of the show. Maybe. I don't, I don't know, but he's got some explaining to do. Uh, Brown claimed that he thought the event was part of the haunted house experience. And he better stick with that story. And picked up the gun, believing it to be a prop, according to the police. He then allegedly fired two shots, with one hitting the performer in the shoulder. Well, that's just bad luck. Uh, see, it was it was Brown visited the haunted house's zombie experience attraction with his family. Uh, WMBF News reported following the alleged shooting, Brown's child informed their father that the gun was real. A detective said during Brown's bond hearing, according to WMBF News, despite learning that the gun was real, Brown allegedly left the haunted house and allowed his child to take the gun. Yeah, he messed up with that. Brown was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor for knowingly allowing his child to take the gun, uh, according to the news outlet. Yeah, that's just a crazy story. 
I mean, we're waiting for something like that to happen. But I mean, if you're going into a haunted house, right? If you're going into a haunted house, do you, do you really need your gun with you in the haunted house? Is that a good idea? Mr. Thug Life that was in the group with him? They, they didn't ide- identify whose gun it was or anything like that. So it's just kind of, uh, you know, you don't take your gun into a haunted house for crying out loud. As I drink my Sobe vitamin B and C water. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, what else do we have? We have, let me get to my wondrous notes of the stupidity that is happening in America. Uh, yeah, LA County, I'm sure everybody's aware of this now. So last week, LA County, uh, federal judge in Florida struck down the federal mandate on mask and all that other kind of stuff. So basically airlines, it was lifted. You don't have to wear a mask on airlines. LAX at the same time lifted the mandate and all that kind of stuff. So everybody's walking around LAX, no mask, etc. Uh, and then that lasted for about three days until the county medical advisor, whatever that person is, the freaky lady with the ugly gray curly hair. Uh, on Friday, Los Angeles County will once again require masks to be worn on all public transportation as well as inside airports. During a Thursday afternoon meeting uh, briefing, public health director Barbara Ferrer She's a sexy one. Anyway, she announced that the county will issue a new COVID-19 health order effective Friday that will require masks to be worn on all public transit within the county, including buses, trains, taxis, and ride hailing service vehicles such as Uber, Lyft, you know, yada, yada. So, so let me explain this. If you go into LAX, you have to put on a face mask all the way through security, all that nonsense, all the way. Why is you're waiting for your plane? You have to wear a, a face mask in these big rooms with big air conditioners and all that kind of stuff. Then you walk down the little hall, you go into the tiny tube with wings that you're going to fly to Hawaii on, and you can take the mask off. This is the most ridiculous. I mean, within within minutes, you have to wear it in the airport, but within minutes, you're going to be just uh, just just riding on top of each other in a plane, and you don't have to have it. What kind of sense does that make? Huh? What kind of sense does that make? This is the world that we live in, kids, and it is horrible. It's horrible. Mask up. Oh, this is an interesting uh, take. Now, this is conspiracy. Now, this is the part of the show where we just jump it straight into conspiracy and we suck it up and we believe all things are possible and we dive head first into conspiracies before anybody else is covering it but but this is this is interesting right so we're we've been hearing all this going on food shortages ukraine they make what we need for our fertilizer all this other kind of stuff food shortages food costs going up food 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 it's going to be a big issue right check this out so food shortages magnified by a string of destroyed food processing facilities now is this coincidence or is something Something, something in the works here, some type of a, a, a ploy because what's happening is there's been a handful of these big, big major food processing plants that have had an airplane crash into them, have lit on fire and some other things. Last Thursday's fires, fires contended with a massive blaze at California's Taylor Farms plant. That same day, an airplane crashed into Idaho's Gem State Processing Facility. Now, these are not little facilities. These are facilities that do major processing for a major amount of the food that we consume in the United States. Food shortages have been exacerbated by a string of fires, plane crashes, and explosions at nearly two dozen food processing facilities across Canada and the U.S. 
The most recent happened on Thursday in Georgia when a small plane crashed shortly after takeoff into a General Mills plant just east of Atlanta. Two occupants of the plane were killed in the crash, as reported by the New York Post. A massive fire on Monday night destroyed parts of Azure Standard headquarters in Oregon, a company that self-describes as, as the USA's largest independent food distributor. The company said basically any liquid product, such as honey, oil, and vinegar, will be out of stock due to this fire, as reported by the Vision Times. The company also said it lost its fruit packing and carob product facility in the blaze, but said the effects will be minimal as fruit harvesting season hasn't yet uh, started yet. Last Thursday, firefighters contended with a massive blaze at Taylor Farms packaged salad plant in Salinas, California, a key agricultural region south of San Francisco. The fire broke out late Wednesday night, as reported by KTLA. The same day, an airplane crashed into Idaho's Gem State Processing Facility, a plant said to process 18,000 acres worth of potatoes each year. The pilot of the plane did not survive. However, no employees were injured, reported by Vision Times. On April 13th, firefighters from several departments in Maine helped battle a massive fire that destroyed East Conway Beef and Pork Butcher Shop and Meat Market in the center of Conway, New, New Hampshire. Inve investigators did not indicate what caused the fire, uh, according to the ABC affiliate in Portland, Maine. In March, uh, a TV station reported a major fire that forced the closure of the Nestle plant in Jonesboro, Arkansas. The plant makes frozen foods, particularly Hot Pockets. The frozen food plant announced its plans for a $100 million expansion last year, but then they had this big fire that just happened, the Nestle fire. Uh, the Pimscott McCrum Potato Proce Processing Facility in Belfast, Maine, was also destroyed by a fire in March. Officials believe a deep fire was behind the fire in Canada and Canada, 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 son of a bitch in Canada. Fire crews and paramedics responded after an explosion at the center de Valdor station de la Mente. It's the fucking Canadian French, man. It's in French Canadians. So at basically a plant with a long ass name, um, it was an industrial food pe preparation and processing facility. In Sherbrooke, Quebec, five people were injured in the March explosion that turned into a major fire. And in late March, a fire at the Maricopa Food Pantry, a food bank in Arizona, saw 50,000 pounds worth of food burn up in yet another blaze. That seems like a little lesser. In February, a portion of the Wisconsin River meats was destroyed by fire. Another fire in February sparked by a boiler explosion at a potato chip plant in South Hermiston, Oregon, sent several people to the hospital with minor injuries. Uh, the Shearer's food plant, as reported by the Oregonian, supplies much of the western U.S. with potato and corn chips. A third fire in February caused Louis-Dreyfus uh, Louis company Claypool, a soybean processing and biodiesel plant, the largest, full, the largest fully integrated soybean processing plant in the U.S., caused them to suspend production. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. Another blaze at a poultry processing plant in the Hamilton region of Ontario in January caused extensive damage, but caused no injuries. The multiple alarm fire, as reported by Global News, will cost millions in repairs. And the list just keeps going. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The River Valley Ingredients Plant Fire. Kellogg's Fire. Memphis Fire. I mean, there's just tons of them. Is this all coincidence? Is all this... All these fires just breaking out at food processing plants from Canada, the United States in the past few months. Is all of that coincidence or is there a deeper 
deeper, darker conspiracy. Well, you know me, I'm going to jump right on that conspiracy train. Yeah, Zentifa or some shit. Let's, let's label somebody, but something's going on. Food shortages and then the processing plants to, to fix it are uh, 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 blowing up, blowing up left and right, blowing up like they're Chinese firework plants. I don't know. I'm, we're just getting the jump on it, paying attention to it now. We'll see how that plays out in the future. I mean, there's a lot of people forecasting that our food, food shortages, they're going to be coming and they're going to be coming in hot and we're going to be in a lot of trouble. I hate to be preaching gloom and doom, uh, gloom and doom. Oh, back to the woke thing. I'm just thinking about it right now. I was thinking about a couple things, but you know, it was funny because, um, you know, I was talking about Morgan Wallen and that song, you know, you know, they tried to cancel Joe Rogan too. And what happened? What was the outcome of the Joe Rogan being all over the news, being slammed, being trying to be taken down? He should have been removed, right? That's what they wanted. And what happens to Joe Rogan? Two million more subscribers. Two million more subscribers. That's way better than what CNN Plus could do when they sunk $300 million into that shithole idea of paying for the news. What, what did they do? In two months, they got 10,000 subscribers and they had to shut it down after they invested $300 million into CNN Plus. Anyways, yeah, woke Americans or anti-woke Americans. I think there's a big plethora of people out there that are just sitting by. They're not on social media. They're not screaming their heads off. They're not going berserk. They're just sitting there. And when they see these companies doing things or trying to cancel people or trying to do whatever they, they want to do, Americans are like, you need to stay out of it. And guess what? I'm not putting my money there. Oh, you want to cancel Joe Rogan? Oh, that must mean he's saying something that I need to hear. So I'm going to subscribe to that. Morgan Wallen, country artist that, well, you know, he's a little different. He did use the N-word. I mean, he wasn't at fault for that. But whatever, whatever he did using that N-word, I think it was, I think it was the cancellation. I think people get pissed off at the cancellation. I think most people agree Morgan Wallen shouldn't be using the N-word, right? They agree with that. But they also don't think that he should be his his career terminated for being a drunk idiot and calling his buddy the N-word. And I think that pisses him off. It gets it gets to the attention. A lot of this cancellation, it gets attention to the artists like Morgan Wallen, the country artist. And now people are like, you know what? This is unfair that this guy's this poor bastard's getting hit like this. And uh, I'm going to follow him. Now he's got a shit ton of listeners. Nine million listens on that on that first song. Debuted number three on Spotify in just a matter of a couple of days. Nine million listens. That's a lot of people tuning in to support him. So uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, Elon, it's all over the news today Today that it's it's they're saying it's like a done deal. Elon has bought Twitter $44 million. The left are just ridiculously upset that there's going to be a platform that Donald Trump will probably be back on it. Donald Trump released a little press statement says, no, yeah, I'm staying on true social. I'm not going back to Twitter. Whatever. We'll see. I, I, I got my money's on the fact that he will be back on Twitter. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Uh, he can't, he can't veer away from that. Uh, but you know, Musk, they're saying it's going to go through. I don't know if the board actually uh, uh, approved it today, but all over in the news, $44 million, Elon Musk did it. He is the new czar, the new pontiff of pontification. Uh, Elon Musk is going to own Twitter. You know, he took a loan out against Tesla, got a bunch of major investors backing, and he's $44 billion. So, you know. As of 12.55 today, Elon put out a statement saying free speech is the bedrock of functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. 
He continued, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. The deal is done. Elon now owns Twitter by paying for it approximately $44 billion. Shareholders will receive $54.20 per share. You know, that makes me wonder, what is like the Twitter stock price at right now? Oh, Twitter stock, T-W-I-T-T-E-R, stock. Let's see. Let's see if Brave, uh, right now it's at 51.70. Hold on, what did it say in that article? He 54.20. Yeah, so they're going to get bought out with a little bit of profit. Yeah, Twitter's been on the uprising. Let's see, how's it done the last month? Last month, it's up 26%. Okay, okay, all right. From there to there. All right. Over the course of the year, oh, it's been down. Five years. Eh. Is what it is. We don't need to look at that. It is. It is what it is. Twitter. So Elon Musk came out. They tried to block him. I, mean, I wasn't really in the news that much last week when I was at Disneyland uh, getting food and wine and a little too much beverages. It's funny. It's funny. Somebody, an old friend of mine showed up and they were like, um, I was sitting at Sonoma. I know, shocker, of all places, I was sitting at Sonoma, and they, and they come up, and they're like, you know, hey, Jake, and I'm like, oh, how did you find me? And they said, well, you know, if we were looking for you, where would we look first? And apparently, that'd be Sonoma Terrace, which I was there. I was. Shocker. Drank too much. Was a little hungover the next day, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Elon buys Twitter. Uh... We did the LA County. We did all that. Yeah, I think Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I was watching some of that trial today. And uh, yeah, Johnny's going to win this one. Johnny's going to win this one. Amber Heard, she's she's got too much tape out there of her just being a psycho, crazy cunt, throwing bottles and all this other bullshit, getting caught in lies. You know, she she claimed that she had a she she showed a picture of this makeup that she used to like conceal her bruises from Johnny beating the shit out of her, and uh, the makeup company chimed in and says uh, that product that she's holding right there it wasn't released back in that time frame. You know, just random bullshit. Who would think that somebody just make up random bullshit in a court case? Yeah, been down that road. Uh, anyways, this Jake fight with radio underland, uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at Jake fight or Jake at radio underland.com. Uh, you can email us with any questions, comments, like share, subscribe, leave us a comment on the podcast app of your choice, whether you're listening on Podbean, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, whatever. I don't think we're on title, but wherever you're listening, leave us a comment. It helps the show get noticed. It's the best thing you can do for our show is just to leave us a comment. Other than that, um, yeah, how long we've been going? Let's see. Let's check. Let's check the timeline. Oh, like, uh, I don't know how long that is. Like 31 minutes. Perfect timing. All right. This is Jake from Radio Underline. I will talk to you later. We are out.